Welcome everyone to episode 5 of the Force of Nature podcast. I am your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Botcher. Terrific. I really like that intro for this week, and that intro is because, well, it is Shark Week. Happy Shark Week, Dave. (laughs) I want to wish everybody a happy Shark Week, and since it's Shark Week, I thought it would be a good idea to have this episode be all about sharks. Now a lot of you may a lot of you people may not be able to watch Shark Week on TV, so we will be give we will give you Shark Week on the go here on this podcast. Right on. And we have a lot of stuff to talk about, Dave. A lot of stuff. But before I get into that, I want to thank all of our listeners. And I hope you're enjoying the show. I know we enjoy doing it. Right, Dave? Yeah. Uh, we hope you enjoyed last week's episode. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, I thought that one was fun. That was cool. We talked about the Dragon Lizards of Komodo. If you haven't listened to it yet, go back and do yourself a favor. Uh, you'll learn a lot of cool stuff about Komodo dragons as well as a couple attacks. But enough about that. Let's get into this week's episode. Like I said, it is all about sharks. And Dave, if I remember correct... You've kind of got a fear of sharks. Yes. I, right? Yes. My um, my family and Dave went uh, to San Diego just last week, and my dad told me a story that you were kind of hesitant to even get in the water. Was that because <laughs> of the sharks? Or? It's not so much in the water. I, I, I'm to a point where I'm okay, but when I will not go out further than anyone else. And if, okay. and if I find myself the only person in that area... Uh, it's time to come in. <laughs> that makes I, sense. I, I, yeah, if if there's other because in my demented head, ah, oh, that guy's further out. He's gonna get it. I'm safe, so I'm okay. So that's that's <laughs> that's honestly not even a bad way to do it. If as long as there's surfers out there, you're probably gonna be fine. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but I honestly think that sharks have a pretty bad reputation with people. And it could be contributed to the release of Jaws in 1975 that sharks often are villainized and people seem to have genuine fear of them, which, you know, in in itself is fair. In a way, we should actually fear them, which is fine. But I think it's kind of overdone and we are going to talk about that. It's it's probably why I am scared of sharks, you know. I saw when I was young. Yeah. So that's my introduction to how sharks were. And then as you get older, that's not how they are. It's like, it's ingrained in my head. It's still ingrained in your head. And even when you're swimming in a a lake. Yeah. You're thinking, oh, there's a shark. Something, yeah. Because you can't see. And all you can hear is, but you can hear that music in your head. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly true. So what else am I supposed to think? I just... So, so we're going to jump into to some statistics. We're going to talk about statistics quite a bit in this episode. Okay. And I think everybody, is, including yourself, Dave, are going to be quite surprised about these statistics, okay? okay? All of these stats come from the ISAF, which is the International Shark Attack File. And it is the world's only scientific, uh, documented, comprehensive database of all known shark attacks. Hmm. It began in 1958... And has even even has some reports dating all the way back to the mid 1500s. Wow! So they have to be confirmed. So keep in mind that there there just there's probably a lot of unconfirmed attacks as well. Yeah. But we just don't know about. So this is all confirmed. And since uh, the technology over the last 15, 10, 15 years has gotten very very good. So we have a lot. We uh, it's a lot better now than what it used to be. Does that make sense? Yeah with uh, communication and technology. But 
if anyone is really if if anybody's interested in checking this out, I'm going to put the link up on the description. Their website is pretty cool and it goes into a lot of detail. It has a map where you can literally narrow down where attacks happened and you can even get them down to the, what state counties they happened in. Wow. Well, I don't know where to how to plan my vacations then. <laughs> exactly right. It's pretty cool stuff, and we are going to go over some of these statistics. Before we do that, we're going to talk about what kind of attacks uh, sharks sharks do. So the type of shark attacks that happen are provoked and unprovoked. In their name, you can kind of figure out what they means, but provoked means uh, where a human initiates physical contact, whether intentional or not. Uh, it could be taunting. You could purposely be aggravating the shark in a certain manner, touching, poking, or if you happen to be fishing and it gets caught in a hook, things like that. So if you get attacked, provoked, that means you're kind of a dumbass and you probably kind of deserve it in some way. Uh, unprovoked means when an attack is on a human occurs occurs on natural uh, shark's natural habitat. So basically, it's an unfortunate run-in. Does that make sense? Yeah. And today we will be discussing all about unprovoked attacks. Now, there happen to be three types of unprovoked attacks that happen. Number one, it's called the hit-and-run attack. Mm. These are the most common type, and they are believed to be the result of a mistaken identity, which we is well, which is well known that that happens if a human on a surfboard looks like a seal, something like that, right? Yeah. They are usually non-fatal. The shark will take a bite and then leave. Most people don't even see the shark at all. They just feel the bite, and that's that. Hmm. The second type is the sneak attack. Now, this is predatory in nature and carried out with intention of killing and consuming the victim. This is the most uncommon, and it is extremely rare. However, it has happened before. The third is the bump and bite. It is not a common attack either. It's where the shark bumps and circles the victim before bite, before biting. Think of it as a test bite where the shark is attempting to identify what it's biting. Depending on the reaction of the victim, like thrashing or panicking, it may lead to the shark coming back and taking repeated bites. The great whites are most notable for doing this. Sounds like taste testing. Yeah, that's, no. that's exactly what it <laughs> hmm. is. You know, first you smell your wine, you know, and, <laughs> and then you come in, take a little taste. I don't know. Tastes like chicken, and then they'll keep going if it does. But. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> think that they think we taste like chicken. <laughs> chicken of the sea. Chicken in the <laughs> sea. That's that is not us. <laughs> All right, so Dave, let's break down some uh, where most attacks have happened. And now remember, this is according to the ISAF, and it's out of all confirmed unprovoked attacks from 50, the mid 1500s to present. I'm sure there's a lot in between there that were not recorded. Um, but this is what they have for stats, okay? These are the countries that have the most. Okay. Good old U.S. of A., baby. We take number one in uh, all-time shark attacks, and it's not even close. It, We're number it, one. Do you think it's just because we actually record our attacks? Yes, partially, but uh, that is a big point, yes. We probably have a little more sophisticated technology, even within, not in the last 10 years, 15 years but before that yeah we probably recorded them more than a lot of places wow. so we that that is to be taken into consideration however a lot of other uh areas also have are you know pretty westernized and, like australia number two. Ugh. Oh, let me i didn't tell you how many uh the u.s had so out of uh from 1500s to present the usa has 
1,407 confirmed unprovoked attacks. For the year? No. You mean ever? Yeah. That's it? I told you this was going to surprise you. Yes. Wow. That is it. Gee. Shark Week's going to run out of episodes. (laughs) (laughs) That is, when I saw that number and I checked it on multiple sources and that was, it was always sitting right around there. Huh. All right, and then Australia comes in second place with 621 attacks. South Africa comes in third with 252 attacks. Hmm. Brazil comes in fourth with 104. New Zealand comes in fifth with 51 attacks. There are 90 countries with recorded attacks, and those are the top five. Crazy. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna uh, go into the United States where our attacks happen. Okay. Wait. So I'm curious. How does how does, is Greece on there at all? Yeah, it was on there, but it wasn't really even, low. It was it was very low. Yeah. Oh, There's man. 90. I can go there. <laughs> yeah. Dave Dave wants to go to Greece really bad. Uh, Greece get, is lovely. Be like, I guess if you get bit, it's like winning the lottery, you know. It, but it really so if is. you don't, but not the good you, lottery, right? But so but if you don't get bit. You know, or, I mean, there's just a high chance that you wouldn't. Then. Yeah. We're going to go over so some of those like stats, I wouldn't. Too. I would never win the lottery, so I wouldn't get bit by a shark. <laughs> I'll just go. That's that's a fair way to think about it. So now in the... U- <laughs> My in the, demented mind thinks that way. <laughs> <laughs> now in the USA, the states with the most confirmed unprovoked attacks. Dave, I'm going to give you just... You better get this right. I'm oh, going to give you okay. one guess on what state is the first is first place. Florida. You're... You're damn right it's Florida. <laughs> what is it not Florida? Florida, yeah. I, f- I feel like it's an ongoing thing. And I, we're only on episode five, and we've mentioned Florida, I think, at least in four of the episodes, three yeah. or four of the episodes. <sighs> Florida. Yeah, we're. Su- I'm surprised even even Komodo dragons, which live in, the, in you know Indonesia, didn't yeah. make it to Florida. <laughs> they didn't. They did in Florida. They did in that film we discussed, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so just Florida, naturally, is number one, and it has... 812 confirmed attacks and which is wow. not even close to the rest that's, of them yeah that's all because what is the, what did you say it was a thousand something it all, was around 1400 14 wow so that's over it's over two-thirds yeah florida wow. florida okay i won't go in the ocean there but yeah uh, second place hawaii with 159 Ooh. attacks okay California comes in third with 122 attacks. 122, and that's lifetime, or not lifetime? That's but, since we yeah. started recording. That's wow. Okay, is that is I mean, that less than what you think? It should be. Yeah, I know. That's that's what we're. That's going to be part of this podcast is we're talking about how surprising some of these stats were were to us. Wow. Um, South Carolina comes in fourth with 102. North Carolina comes in fifth with 64. And there are 21 states that have recorded attacks. Those are the top five. Okay. So, Dave, let's let's get into last year. We have the official 2017 Shark Report. Ooh. So the Shark Report from all of last year, 2017, has a total of 155 incidents of shark and human interactions, with 88 of them being unprovoked. And those are the ones that we're going to talk about. Ooh. Out of 88 confirmed attacks... What do you? What would be your guess on how many are fatal? How many fatal? people got killed out of eighty-eight? I, uh, I would say either half or a third. Nope, not even really close. Really, was, out of eighty-eight attacks, only five people were killed. Oh wow, that's less than five percent. Wow, that's something I didn't Gee, realize you wouldn't either. Think 
I mean, they take a limb. You think he'd die. Take but... a limb. Take a limb if you want. That's fine. Take a limb, but don't kill me. <laughs> no! Don't take a limb! <laughs> but if, if you think about it, this is, is significantly less than, say, crocodiles and alligators. They have so many more attacks than the oh. sharks. Sharks are, man, they are just misunderstood. So, in 2017, the places with the most attacks, good old US of A, we take number one again. Mm. We have 53 of those 88 attacks, mm. but zero of them are fatal. Oh, nobody okay. died in the United States all of 2017 from shark attacks. Nobody died. Wow. Australia comes in second and has 14 attacks with one of them being fatal. It's, that, it's funny. Actually, Australia has a higher percentage of fatalities than we do, even though they have less attacks, but they still have a higher percentage of fatalities. Huh. Is there more great whites over there? I believe or? my best guess is that it's mostly great white attacks there. That would mm. be my best guess into why that is. And then in third place is Reunion Island, which is a French-owned island east of Madagascar in the Indian Ocean. It comes in at third with three attacks. Two of them are fatal. Wow. Don't, don't get attacked there. Two out of three chances you're going to die. <sighs> and several countries uh, had two attacks, including the Bahamas, Indonesia, South Africa, Ascension Island, and Costa Rica. With uh, Costa Rica had one fatality. Mm. And the fifth fatality was recorded in Cuba. Oh, that, was, okay. that is the shark report from 2017 around the world. Now let's go into it right in the States. So we had 53 attacks here. In the states, obviously, most of them, Florida. 31 of the 53 happened in Florida. How many? 31. 31, okay. And the second place was South Carolina with 10. And then Hawaii with 6. Two in California. Wow, that's it. Massachusetts, North Carolina, Texas, Virginia, all recorded one. Wow. No, Remember that? No deaths. Wow. And nothing in Maine, huh? No, nothing in Maine. Where Jaws took place? Nope, nothing <laughs> And what you want to know what people were doing during these times of attacks. Yeah. And these are from the 31 recorded attacks in Florida. They, uh, they have such a sophisticated shark attack uh, there in Florida because it happens so often. But uh, 59% of the attacks in Florida were uh, done by surfing or board sports. Mm. And then 22% was swimming or wading in the water. 9% was snorkeling. 3% body surfing, 2% scuba, and 5% was other. What would other be? I don't know. Promiscuous activities or something? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they I, just don't want to say it. I do not know what that uh, the other stands for, but oh, yeah. Man, that's weird. Uh, and uh, most shark attacks are, and this is pretty standard from around, this is pretty average from all shark attacks that have been recorded. Most of them are from surfing or board sports. So, and these percentages are about on track with the average of all shark attacks. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, around the world, these stats are pretty accurate. Like around 60% surfing and 20% mm. swimming. That's pretty where it, where it normally is, okay. not just Florida. Huh. And some, uh, I, oh, I've got some cool, so there's got, got a couple cool stats I'm going to read off right here. So September is the most dangerous month. That is when most attacks happen in September. Mm. Huh. I don't really know why, but that seems to be the case. And now this statistic threw me off. This one I did not think, I'd never even thought about. So it's very interesting. 
According to Nat Geo Wild, 93% of attacks are on men. Huh. 93% of shark attacks are on men. Wow. That's... I mean, I imagine that's because, mo- I guess, more men would be surfing and doing water yeah, sports. that's true. Not to say women don't do it, but you know what? I highly doubt that the women are going to do a hashtag MeToo movement for shark attacks like like this, right? <laughs> yeah. I doubt that's going to happen. Yeah. I don't think they want any part of this. Maybe they're just smarter. They're like, ah, oh, yeah, this is where sharks get attacked, or shark attacks. It's so very I'm possible. I just thought that was a really unusual stat that I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't ready for. I thought, but... yeah, I thought females might, you know, just, you know, blood in the water. If you know <laughs> I, knew, I, mean, I but... knew you were going to go there with but, that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, and some important considerations to be pointed out by the ISAF is that attacks are remarkably low given the millions, billions of people who who hop in the water of the shores each year. And shark uh, fatalities have been on the decline for decades. Uh, part of that's due to better beach safety, uh, better medical treatment, and uh, better shark education in general. Mm. And it's funny because our culture seems to have an, an obsession with shark attacks, right? Yeah. Uh, they've really gotten a bad reputation with people and are they're like I said they're often villainized and these and people believe that they're terrible monsters that love eating people and this just isn't true uh, part of the problem is that actually their portrayal in our media uh, news networks absolutely love shark attack stories they love them they will hop all over it yeah. they are a good juicy story and gets them lots of attention and boosts their ratings. So the media absolutely loves shark attacks. Yeah. And a specific example of this uh, negative reporting on sharks happened in 2001. It's known as the summer of the shark. However, it is now remembered as an example of tabloid television perpetuating a story with no real merit beyond its ability just to draw ratings. There were uh, three attacks that happened in July of 2001 that made the coverage of sharks. They made the coverage of sharks third in all of media coverage oh, that year, wow. up until September 11th, which obviously dominated the media after that. But up until then, it was third in all of media coverage. Huh. Uh, these reports caused panic among the people and led to an unwarranted belief of so-called shark epidemic. There was actually nothing abnormal about the stats of shark attacks that year in 2001. They had actually had less than they did last year. They had 76 and five fatals. That was all over last year, not just in the States. We just happened to have three happens together, and the media had nothing else going on. There were no other cover stories, and they just jumped all over sharks that year. Hmm. You know, they're a juicy story that the media just, oh, they love it. And it's important to know the somber truth, though, that world shark populations are actually in decline as a result of overfishing and habitat loss. So last year had five deaths from sharks. Put that into contrast with the tens of millions of sharks killed by people each year. And even Peter Benchley, the man who wrote the novel Jaws, came to regret writing the story in general. Oh, really? He felt it encouraged excessive fear and unnecessary killings of sharks and other ocean wildlife. He actually became an outspoken advocate for marine conservation huh. after that. But Dave, let's let's change direction here a little bit, okay? Okay. Let's learn a little more about certain species of sharks. There are actually around 500 species of sharks, 
but only about 30 have ever attacked him. And three of them are responsible for the majority of the attacks. That's the bull shark, okay. the tiger shark, and the great white. Mm. But there's also a fourth. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call this one the wild card because okay. I feel like it deserves its place. However, well, let me tell you. So this wild card shark, the fourth, is the oceanic white tip. Oh, okay. Now, do you know anything about it? I know you know a little bit. Just a little bit. Okay, you do know a little bit about it. I actually asked Dave if he knew anything about it, and he he's he's actually on par where I am with it. So he, he I think he knows a little bit about what I'm going to talk about next. So they uh, the white tip the oceanic white tip shark has probably killed lots of people that just go unrecorded, and that's because they're uh, deep water fit deep water fish, mm-hmm. and they've been known to be around shipwrecks and castaways and things like that. And they are, they're found almost everywhere. Like I said, they're in deep water. And their size, is, the large ones can get to around 200 pounds-ish. Hmm. There's uh, two famous examples of oceanic white tip attacks. One of them being the Nova Scotia. It was a British steamship carrying around 1,000 people that was torpedoed by a German submarine on November 18, 1942, near South Africa. Hmm. Only 192 people survived. And many more could have survived if a lot of the deaths weren't attributed to shark attacks. Oh. Sharks, you got people swimming in the water, debris. That's just when it happens. Wow. And probably the most famous of these stories is the USS Indianapolis. Yeah. This is the one you that's knew. That's the one I've heard, That's yeah. the one you know about. And it was also torpedoed but by Japan in, during World War II on July 30th, 1945. Oceanic white tips are said to be responsible for most of the 60 to 80 shark casualties. Wow. From this ship sinking. So that was a lot more than I thought, actually. 60 to 80 people died from shark attacks, and oceanic white tips are the main culprit behind them. Wow. And how many? There were thousands in the water, weren't there? I, I, or I'm, I'm unsure. I'm unsure. You probably know more about this one than I do. Yeah, and yet still some of them survived, you know? Yeah, some of them did It's because they were out there. How how many days? Like, well, I want to say close to 14. I, I think it was more wrong. than that. It was 40. 40 days? But you know what, Dave? We're going to get in. We're going to, I'm going to put oh, you on pause. Okay, okay. I'm going to put you on pause because we're going to go over this story. This is a big story, so we're going to cover this in a different episode. Okay. I don't want to give too much away, but there are, it is a famous story, and there have been documentaries, and I think even Nicolas Cage made a recent movie. Uh, mm, about the USS yeah. Indianapolis. I mean, what hasn't he made a movie about recently? But, <laughs> but other than that, the other than the white tip, the three main culprits, like I said, were the bull, the tiger, and the great white. We're gonna talk about the bull shark for a minute. Bull sharks are well-known attackers, but still only rank third in unprovoked attacks. Hmm. Bull shark gets a terrible rep. So, oh, something about sharks. I, I forgot to mention this, but the females are the ones that are actually bigger than the males in most oh. shark species. Oh. So it's the females are the bigger ones. And for a bull shark, the, a large female will can get up to eight feet and weigh up to around 300 pounds. Huh. They are found in tropical and subtropical waters, mostly along shallow coastal coastal waters and is... And is one of the very few shark species that can uh, readily occur in fresh water and are able to spend long periods of time in fresh water. Hmm. You knew that, though, right? That's no, pretty... I didn't know it was the bull, no. 
Yeah, it's the bull shark is the one that can swim up rivers. And the bull bull sharks are responsible for this famous story. It's easily the most famous bull shark attack story. And it's it's known as the Jersey Shore Shark Attacks of 1916. Huh. They happened between July 1st and July 12th, where four people were killed and one was injured. This uh, famous series of attacks are what gave Peter Benchley inspiration to write Jaws. Mm. Which, obviously, Steven Spielberg turned into the famous movie. It's a great movie, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Overall, the bull shark, according to the ISAF, there have been 100 recorded unprovoked attacks. Okay. That's it. I thought there was going to be 1400. more. Yeah, 1,400. Yeah, 1,400. Well, no, this is around the world. They don't just... They're not just off Florida. They're around the world, too. Okay. And uh, out of 100 attacks, 27 of them were fatal. Mm. So it's got 27% kill rate. Okay. That was pretty interesting. I was, I feel like the, sh- the bull shark has a bad rep, and and uh, I feel like people people think it attacks more than what it does. Yeah. I, that's, that's my general well, it opinion. Does, it does seem like a scary one. I mean, it's huge. Oh, yeah, it's definitely. Big. It's big. Bulky. But there's a lot. They of, go shallow, you know. Yeah, they're they're around the murky waters, shallow waters. So you think they compete? You know, if anyone sees something, they'll. It's more likely that. Yeah, go definitely. For it, I agree. Hmm. All right, but moving on. Now we're on to probably my favorite tiger sharks. Hmm. They get their name. Obviously, they get their name from the stripes uh, over their bodies, which resembles a tiger. The females get to around, on average, 10 to 14 feet long and weigh around 900 to 1,400 pounds. That's wow. A, that's a lot bigger than the bull, huh? Gee, yeah. Uh, it is also mainly in tropical and subtropical waters all over the world and can be found in almost all waters except for super cold waters. And it can also be found in deep water as well. Hmm. And uh interesting thing about them is they are also known as the ocean's garbage cans. Oh, yeah. Have you heard that before? Yeah. Yeah. They'll eat anything. They will literally eat everything. You want to hear what they're going to what they will eat? Because yeah. they have eaten these. These are it's here. recorded things found in tiger shark stomachs, okay? Tires, video cameras, <laughs> bottle of wine, drum set, don't know how that works. <laughs> wallet, fur coat, Money, unopened cans of food, a cannonball. Why not? And for some reason, it's a it's a fairly common one is license plates. Oh my goodness! So there's so pretty much nothing. There's nothing out of its uh, food. No, no there's, it'll it's literally a, it's a garbage can. It'll literally <laughs> eat anything. Well, now we know what to put in the landfills. We just have <laughs> ponds of tag tiger sharks. <laughs> a famous tiger attack story is one of. Bethany Hamilton, in 2003, off the coast of Kauai. She's the famous surfer. Yeah. She got her arm bitten off. But I'm not going to go into any more details on that because I know for a fact we will be covering her story next week. Okay. Next week we're going to have a part two all about all attack stories. Ooh. And for tiger sharks, according to the ISAF, they are responsible for 111 recorded unprovoked attacks around the world, with 31 of them being fatal. Wow. But Dave. Yes. We are moving on. We are moving on to the main event. This is the Hulk Hogan of sharks. The T-Rex of sharks. Maybe it's giving you nightmares. 
Maybe it's why you're still afraid to go into the water. Of course, I'm talking about the great white shark. Yeah. It is the largest predatory shark in the world, not including the basking shark or the whale shark. It is a true apex predator of the sea, and like other sharks, has been around for millions of years. And it is so perfect of a killing machine, of a killing machine, it hasn't had to evolve. Hmm. The larger females average around 15 to 16 feet, but they can get up to 20 feet. And they also weigh in around 4,000 pounds. Oh my goodness. Take that, and the tiger shark was about half that. No, I don't even think it was quite half that. Yeah. Well, if it had an appetite like the tiger shark, he he had lead Toyotas. Toyotas. (laughs) Well, this thing definitely does have an appetite. Um, they live in almost all coastal and offshore waters that are between 54 to 75 degrees Fahrenheit. A bit more of a cold Mm. water shark than the other two, but depending on the season, they may move around a lot and it can be found in warmer water temperatures. So it has a huge global range almost everywhere, even up to Alaska during the summer. Wait, so, so would that mean that Hawaii would be... Uh, off its radar or off its territory. No, depending because on the season, it, it will definitely go there. Really? Oh. Yeah, it's all with the waters and changing the temperatures and seasons. Just like on land, it, that's they they oh. they isn't cover Hawaii, they cover huge amounts of territory. Is Hawaii's water isn't it always warm? Yeah, but it's still in the Pacific. Pacific's more yeah. of a cold water current than the Atlantic is a warm water current. Okay, so but, it's stray out and or. Yeah, because I mean, it's they're just mostly an in the island, Pacific so and in. the Indian Ocean. Okay, mostly there, but they they can be in the Atlantic, but mostly mm. in the Pacific region. And there are the he- there's some heavy conf- concentrations of them in the Pacific, USA, and Mexico. So down the California Baja California coastline, and also South Africa, Chile, parts of Asia, and Australia. So yeah, all those that I noted were in the Pacific mm. or the Indian. Uh, Their most important food source is marine mammals such as seals, sea lions, elephant seals, and even dolphins. They also eat other fish, including other sharks. They will be cannibals, as and also sea turtles, and don't forget the occasional human. Mm. Not too often, though. Great whites rank at number one in all of attacks, according to the ISAF. A total of. 314 unprovoked recorded attacks. That's over 100 more than the bull and tiger combined. That's crazy. And 80 of these were fatal. Oh. Wow. You know, I wouldn't think there'd be as many just because they're they're so big. You'd think they'd be deeper than we would be. Yeah, and they they are in the deep. They're everywhere. They really are. We're, we'll get into their numbers and um, where they're at there. But uh, I want to talk about this. Great whites are also a big source of uh, tourism income in some areas like South Africa, South Australia, and Baja California, where sharks are frequently present. Uh, this is where they do the cage diving. This is actually a booming industry, and this is what you'll see on Shark Week when Sha- Shaquille O'Neal does it. Hmm. You need a big-ass cage for him, though. <laughs> yeah. So what they do is they chum the waters with blood and pieces of fish to attract the sharks, and the people hang in the cage just below the boat. Dave, do you think you would ever do this? No. No? No. No chance? No. 
<laughs> really? Uh-uh. Oh, man. I I know your wife, Data, she would jump on oh, this opportunity. She wants to. She talks about it. She's I know. Like, I want to go to South, South Africa. You you wouldn't accompany her? I'm like, I'm sorry, but you got to go on your own. No, I, I wouldn't do that. Would you at least be in the boat? I don't know if I'd even do that, <laughs> knowing there were sharks there. No, I'd. You wouldn't be in I'd the boat too, to help support anxiety. her? Just no. No, I'd be on land. <laughs> I have fun. Waving and... Please come back alive. Well, if if uh, if your wife ever does it, let's hope it goes better for her than it did for Hooper in the cage scene of Jaws. Remember that scene? No, I don't remember that one. Yeah, that's when he's in he's in the cage and the shark's coming at him. But oh, wait. It, then he, he can't out, see though, it. Right? He can't, yeah, he, 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 he escapes okay. it, but the shark comes and breaks through the cage. It's a pretty yeah. cool scene. Uh, so one good thing about the cage diving and the shark tourism that it's proven to be more profitable than fishing and killing the sharks. More oh, money wow. comes from the tourism. That's good because the great white shark is at a level five. If you remember our table from last week, uh, it means it's vulnerable. And so it is threatened at the moment. Huh. So keep that in mind. By its own species? or Because <laughs> they, they do eat themselves. <laughs> they will eat, they'll eat about anything. Maybe. Well, you know, if you think about it then, if we're... If tourism is so big, just trying to find them, maybe those are all provoked attacks. Then it's With very them, possible. Oh, look, let's get closer to it. Very possible. But Dave, I'm not going to leave you on that note. I brought a story for you and okay. the listeners. So you know what we haven't used in a, in a few episodes? Huh. Well, we haven't used we haven't used our trusty time machine. Oh yeah, we haven't brought it out in a couple of episodes. I think we need to bring it out right now. Let's do. We're gonna dust it off. We're gonna hop in it. You know where we're gonna go? Where to? We're going to South Africa in 1957. Oh. And the reason we're going there is because there is a famous story called Black December. Huh. And. This happens in South Africa along the coast of KwaZulu from December 18th, 1957 to April 5th, 1958. Hmm. So we're going to hop out of our time machine. You know what? I don't really feel like going in the water, do you? I kind of no. got a bad feeling about this. Hey, have fun. Come back alive. <laughs> we'll, let, we'll let Danny, your wife, go out. <laughs> so between this time, at least nine shark attacks happened with six deaths. This story is kind of a perfect storm of factors that contribute to the attacks. During December of 1957, there were several whaling ships in operation at that time in that area. This would definitely attract sharks. Dead whales. Mm. Have you ever seen um, you ever seen lots of sharks feasting on yeah. a dead whale yeah. carcass? I remember in it looks one like shark it's bubbling. Week, yeah, I remember in one shark week they recorded like 20 great whites. Off wow. of South Africa, eating this one whale carcass, and, wow. and one guy, this one guy, apps actually hopped on top of the whale carcass while they were eating on it. And it looks oh like it probably is slippery, right? If he falls in, there's 20 great whites. What do you think's gonna happen? Gee, yeah. But no, he Another did it, statistic. and he, he got out. He did it. He did it safely. Wow. That would have probably gone on un, or under provoked attacks because he probably deserved it. <laughs> Wow. Uh, also, during this time, the rivers had flooded, and they washed away lots of livestock animals into the ocean. So you got oh. a bunch of dead livestock animals as well. And with the floods, also, uh, murky waters, you get kind of a, uh, the discoloring water that comes in at that time. And thirdly, uh, resort development increased as well as tourism in the area, which increased the number of people visiting the beaches. Hmm. 
So, in 1957, there wasn't a whole lot of knowledge about sharks either. And also, lack of medical knowledge to help with any attacked victims. So, it was a kind of a perfect storm in this situation. So, the first of these nine attacks happens on December 18th, where a man had his legs severed at the knee while body surfing. Wow. Oh. However, he was lucky and survived. Oh, man. He survived losing a limb. The second attack happens on December 20th, where a man is killed. And I did, there was some of this data, it was really hard to find, so I don't have any information on this particular death other than that. The third attack happens just three days later on the 23rd, when a man has his right arm broken, flesh ripped off, oh. left hand was severed, lower abdomen, his buttocks, and thigh were bitten. He wow. died. In one bite, or was it multiple? Uh, probably. Oh, my goodness. One bite, yeah. I can definitely cover oh. at least like half your body, I feel like. And he died. Gee. The fourth happens three days later on the 26th. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Rapid fire. This was a another non-fatal one with lacerations on the head and neck while skin diving. Looks like he got out of it okay. The fifth was four days later on the 30th. Oh, my goodness. On And this one was on a woman. This is the only woman who was attacked in this series. Also non-fatal. However, left arm severed and gone. Gee. The sixth attack happened. <laughs> <laughs> this is sounding like the 12 days of Christmas. <laughs> the sixth attack happened on January 2nd. Oh, we're in January now. We're in January now. A man was fatally attacked while fishing, and right leg was severed. Jeez. Now, the seventh attack happens on January 4th. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. A man was mauled below the waist, femoral artery was severed, and Uh, he died. So, up to this point... This is the only attack where the shark was confirmed to be a great white. All of the other attacks are unknown. However, it's very, very high chance that all of these are great white attacks. You can kind of tell. If they're biting half of your body, then you can probably tell. So those seven attacks happen within like two weeks of each other. All seven of those. You know, you'd think they'd get a clue. You know, if not just from, God, I I don't understand it, you know. First, they're they're braving the bacteria coming from the dead animals. They're like, oh, it's fine. We'll live. We can, we can do chlamydia or whatever. And they'll, they'll live through that. And then there's sharks eating everybody up, and they're still trying. It's yep. Maybe it's like a surfer high. It's like, oh, this is so dangerous. Let's just go for it. <laughs> Let's go for it, bro. And I was like, what idiots? I mean, what, what gave you the – don't you have a clue? Well, there, like I said, there wasn't much knowledge back then. This was before Jaws. Still, so, what are you like? Oh, someone's taking them. Hmm. Oh, well. Let's yeah. try it again. I feel like a sheep, you know? It's like, <laughs> Wolf starts taking the pack. Oh, must be nothing. I'll just go out there in that field all by myself anyway. It's like, oh, I just, oh, I don't know. I just, Dave's, Dave's sweating right now talk, yeah. talking about this. Well, yeah. Dave, all right, we're going we're gonna to skip a few months, and now we're going to April 3rd of okay. 1958. A man has his arm severed, abdomen and leg bitten while swimming, and he dies. <sighs> The last attack happens two days later. A man was killed surfing. That's all the information I have on that one. There wasn't anything else. 
And that is Black December and all nine attacks. There's an after yeah. the aftermath of these attacks uh, actually led to tourists fleeing the area in fear, causing devastating impact on the local economy. See, well, see, there's the smart people. I mean, well, that's what you would do. Yeah, but they in this remember in Jaws, in the movie Jaws. When I can't remember the name of the character, but he went up to Brody and he's like, "Try not to make this a big deal. We don't want to panic all the." <laughs> yeah. That's a similar case. Oh man, because just... panic people during shark attacks. We see it now at beaches in Long Island. After that, those two recorded attacks, they closed off the beaches, and they were only small attacks by smaller sharks. So they were. It wasn't anything serious. But they people, like I said, the media and. People have a thing with shark attacks. Yeah, they really well, listen, do. Well, listening to what they did, I mean, dude, look, one bite, boom, femoral yeah, artery, that's limb probably, gone. It's, what? It's fair How enough. could you not be scared of that kind of stuff? That's just, I don't get it. I yeah. mean, and and I guess ever, that's why. I, <laughs> that's why. You, that's why. No. It's it's fine. It makes total sense to fear them, and everybody. I think everybody should fear them. I mean, we just not in the case. Just not to kill him for no reason type no of fear. no i wouldn't kill him i just wouldn't go near him. yeah <laughs> i'm not going near him and ever since these attacks happened uh, places around the world have used shark necks shark nets and drum lines to help prevent attacks to tourists hmm. and they actually have proven to work however they do often kill or kill sharks and any other animals that get caught in the nets oh. so it's an unfortunate side effect so, so does the United States use those? Yeah, we use them in some beaches as okay. well. A lot of private beaches will use them. Oh, okay. But yeah, they they are around. But Dave, that is our contribution to Shark Week. That is our episode. I hope you and everyone learn some cool, neat stuff on sharks and shark attacks. Yeah. I'm going to go take my anxiety pill now. <laughs> and if you can't get enough of these shark attacks, please come back next week for part two. Dave, <laughs> you might get a little more anxiety. In you. We will be having a part two, and we will be covering uh, actual attack stories in depth. And we're gonna also have the story of Bethany Hamilton and a couple other cool stories. Okay. I really enjoyed doing this episode. Um, I do. I do have. I have put together a Facebook page for now, and we will put up a link to on the description below. I'm working on an Instagram account right now, but I'm not a big user of it, and I'm struggling on how to use it properly. But I will have it up soon, so please like and follow us on Facebook if you see it. You can also email us at forceofnaturepod at gmail.com. If you or someone you know has a cool animal story to contribute to the pod, tell us, and maybe we can share it. Or message us and tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. That would be fine, too. And I'm also hoping to put us up on iTunes soon. Well, when I say that, I mean Dave's going to put it up because I don't know how to do that stuff. But this is the Force of Nature podcast. Tell your friends. Be a part of it and help it grow. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.